0: Do you know that you can get pulled over by a park ranger?
1: Do you know what to take on your next trip with your horse when you go through the woods?
0: Do you know what trail markers to look for? (coughs) All this and more on our latest podcast with Laura G. Welcome to Late Night Riders. I'm Gretchen and I'm joined by my grandma Debbie my mom Kristen, and laura g hey laura hey hello so laura tell us a little bit about um your job and what you do with the metro parks my job now or my prior job your
2: prior job my prior job i was a park ranger with metro parks of toledo and i was stationed at oak openings preserve Mm -hmm. and i did that for 25 years i retired in october 2017 That lasted about a year and a half, and my current current job is a ground maintenance assistant. Um, In former times, we called that a seasonal, and that's actually how I started years ago, 28 years ago. Um, I started at Seacore Metro Park, and I actually worked at the Mounted Patrol Unit, which is now the Ward Pavilion.
3: Um, So that's what I'm doing now. So that job more kind of tends to grow sometimes, so maybe we'll see that there's something more down the road. Right? Yeah, we'll see. You never <laughs> okay. know. But it, I'm only working limited hours, you know,
2: um, and my main focus now is getting the horse trail up to par. Um, yeah. And
0: so I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, can you talk a little bit about, like, the duties of a park ranger? And um, we were talking earlier, and I realized, we'll found out that um, – Park rangers can pull you over. <laughs> yes, they can. So she's going to watch her speed now <laughs> as she goes down Oak Openings Parkway.
2: Um, the park rangers at Metro Parks of Toledo are certified peace officers, meaning they have gone through police training. So they enforce the Ohio Revised Code and they also enforce Metro Parks rules and regulations. Um, so they are law enforcement officers, Gretchen. <laughs> Which
3: is a good thing. I mean, you guys, you you carry guns, too. I mean, you are prepared in case any, you know, and that's a good thing to know that there are people there that, you know, are, are watching. So it's a good yeah. thing. So when did you start riding? I started riding
2: when I was 18, 1986. So you can age me now, folks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're a baby. Yeah.
2: So, um, and then... I also went to Ohio State University in their horse production and management, um, what do you call it, program, Program, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. and um, after that, I went to University of Toledo and got a bachelor's degree in environmental studies resource management, so it was really a really, Mm -hmm. a very neat fit Mm -hmm. to be a park ranger at Oak Openings where they had a horse trail. Mm
0: -hmm. So how many horse trails does Oak Openings have?
2: I always say there's one horse trail at Oak Openings, but there are varying loops that you can take. There's short loops if you just want to ride for one hour. If you wanted to ride the whole horse trail, you would probably, it would be about 20 miles, and depending on how fast you rode, um, it would be about four to six hours to ride the entire trail. There's also medium-length loops, too. It's a very well-thought-out trail, Um, and there's also there's a parking area at the southernmost part of the park, and there's also a nice little parking area on Monclova Road that holds four
3: horse trailers, which is really nice because it gives you access to the north loop. You're still gonna have to scold me on where the trails are, (laughs) so I can figure it out.
1: We'll have to have a lesson at some point. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, so she and I went out on a trail. And we, is it hard to get, or is it easy to get lost? Or is it, how do you find your way back if you do? It's easy enough for me. Well, (laughs) i like newbies.
2: I think, I think it would be easy to get turned around. Mm -hmm. Our horse trail is marked very well. You will, you'll find a horse trail marker at every intersection. If you come across another trail intersection, a road intersection, or a fire lane intersection, there's always going to be a trail, Mm -hmm. trail marker there. Mm -hmm. The difficult thing is navigation. If you don't know north, south, east, and west, mm-hmm. it's real difficult to get turned around. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I working there um, five days a week, 40 hours a week, it took me about three years mm. to really learn well, there you go. all the trails mm-hmm. there. there um, wow. So it's easy to get turned around, and I really encourage people to get a map know where you're at, maybe even take a highlighter and highlight a route that you think you might want to take. There are paper maps. You can also print one from the website, metroparkstoledo.com. And there's also great apps that you can download on your phone. That's what I use. I don't need it to navigate, but I like to use it to see how fast I've gone or Mm -hmm. how far I've gone. And I only can hope that the calories burned is correct. Because <laughs> I burned 661
1: <laughs> calories. To, if it uh, is. <laughs> so as part of your job, did you ride the horses through the trails? Or is it all like driving uh, uh, the vehicles? Well,
2: over my career, I drove. You can do foot patrol. I also uh, took the iPimba mountain bike training, so I also patrolled on bike. And I had a really neat opportunity, and I was permitted to use my horse to patrol. Um, And so my horse, Tex, who's a Tennessee walker, he'll be 23 this year. He's been part of Metro Parks for well, ever since he was four. So 19 years. (laughs) And we also participated in special (laughs) events. Um, We would go, we actually uh, would go up to the Ward Pavilion and do volunteer recognitions if they ha- if it was a western theme we would do that we've been out at uh, Side sidecut and then we also started a mounted volunteer trail patrol back in 2006 that's so cool
3: the nice. so one thing i wanted to say too is that it is i i've i've looked up oak opening so many times and i have it like memorized it's one of the most diverse parks in the united states one of the top 10 metro parks of the United States and most diverse in sand dunes, pine trees, um, the um, swamp area, um, prairie grasses, some of the last prairie grasses Mm -hmm. that are here, some of those things that it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, the trails are gorgeous. They're made so well for the horses, whether it's the dirt trail or bridges, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of. Nice now are there to mounts
0: ones. to get up on your horse when you start <clears throat> yes. the trails
2: thank goodness because i definitely <laughs> need those um over That's the years <laughs> i worked real closely with volunteers and the uh, ohio horseman's council has installed um i believe there's five mounting platforms in oak openings and i've used every one of them nice. and i'm so thankful yeah. um so nice Because, you know, I'm not the same as I was when I was eighteen when I was riding. I could get up with no problem. I could get up on a tall horse. Now I Mm -hmm. have problems getting on a short horse, but that's not gonna stop me from riding.
3: Right.
2: So, um I'm always thankful for volunteers and their
3: donations. Well, you've had some injuries too, so no wonder. But I mean, you know, don't don't cut yourself short because you've been you've you've done a lot. So you know, but the the platforms are awesome. They're really nice. They're made so very well and I didn't know that the Ohio Horseman's Council had been a part of that as well, which it's pretty cool. Yeah,
2: I've been working yeah. with them for yep. about 20 years. And also, there's all um, 4-H clubs that volunteer and donate, and also individuals, too. Mm. So we have a great, mm-hmm. great um, opportunities with volunteers.
3: Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of horses around here, but people come from all over to ride, too, as well. They sure do. Yeah. And
2: back to what you were saying mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. <clears throat> if you ride the horse trail at Oak Openings, you're going to ride through every one of the areas that you mentioned. You're going to ride uh, through sand dunes. You're going to ride through pine forests, deciduous forests, and some of the low-lying, um, more swampy areas. Mm-hmm. But the trail is elevated enough that you won't get bogged down in it. Mm-hmm. But you'll ride through every one of those. And the opportunities to view wildlife on horseback are incredible. Yeah you will see far more wildlife while on horseback than you will
1: on foot or on bike. That's
0: really So say
1: I like really like something and it, it looks really cool and it's off the trail. What, like if I go off the trail, is that a bad thing to do? That would be a no, no. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that was one of the rules I,
2: I did enforce when I was a park ranger. Um, we put the trails where we know that they're safe. Um, in oak openings, there's a lot of delicate flora and fauna that you could accidentally step on, mm-hmm. um, and also in oak openings there are boggy areas. Okay. So if you were on your horse uh, and you went down into one of the boggy areas, you might get your horse stuck, mm-hmm. and it could be it could be a real problem getting it out, and it might not mm-hmm. come out. Um, so there's Parks always put trails in the safest place, mm-hmm. and that's the reason that we should stay on them.
3: Stay on the trail. Yep. I know we rode one time, and you told us that there was um, skunk cabbage. We, You know, it's a, a real leafy... Um, Uh, plant that comes up in the spring and you said whenever you see that it's it's soft real soft ground and Mm -hmm. so now Mm -hmm. I watch wherever that is because I don't want to go where that is with my horse so Mm -hmm. those are things to know stay on the trail don't go off the trail.
0: are horses allowed to graze as you're going or is that frowned upon?
3: Well I mean I think that's a
2: personal choice I mean (laughs) I know a lot of riders who would never permit their horse to take a little snack on the trail I'm a little more lenient with mine you know I'm the one who wants to be out riding. I'm not sure my horse always wants to be there, so if he takes a little snack, you know. Are there plants
0: that they need to avoid? There are
2: some plants um, that horses should avoid. They naturally will avoid them. Um, There's nothing um, toxic along our trails that I've noticed over the years. Um, So horses are a great judge, even in their pasture, of staying away from things that they know are gonna harm them.
1: Do you know how many parks we have mm-hmm. in within the metro parks here? We have a lot. Well, New
2: ones, too. I don't do. know if I'm
1: yeah. well-versed on that. When mm-hmm. I retired,
2: there were nine. And now uh, now there's a few more um,
3: that that they've... Is uh, it Blue Creek one that just opened, too? Mm-hmm. Is that one? Well, that's, that's across from us. That, and then there's one downtown, too, also in Toledo yeah. that just opened yeah. as well. Like, there's, we're really... But out of all of them...
1: Is Oak Opening the only one that you can ride at? Yes.
2: Okay. Yep. I think the next closest park, although it's not a metro park, would be Van Buren State Park, which is near Finley. That's our next closest horse trail.
0: Okay. So um, what are some of the things that riders should keep in mind when it comes to safety on the trails? I think... There's a few things that come to mind. The first one is to always stay on
2: the marked horse trail. We talked about that a few minutes ago, about the importance of staying on the horse trail. But if you venture off onto a foot trail, let's say, and you come across a bridge, that bridge might not be rated for horse traffic. Mm -hmm. So there's a good opportunity for the horse to fall through the bridge decking. So for your safety and the horse's safety, always stay on the horse trail. Um, Another thing is to have a map. Um, Make sure you have the ranger cell phone number handy, maybe even program it in your Mm. phone in case there's an emergency. You don't have to fumble through uh, phone numbers or Google or whatever uh, web search you want to do to get a number. Sometimes if you call 911 it's not routed directly to that agency. It has to go through a number of different dispatchers before the actual park ranger would get the call. So um, I know the Park rangers' phone numbers are listed on the website too. Yeah. yeah, carry a map, know where you're at. Just take a little time before you ride to know where you're at. You know, map that out.
0: Mm-hmm. As far as things that you should bring with you, um, like what do you recommend?
2: A cell phone, first and foremost, <laughs> and keep that on your body. Do not put it in a saddle bag or a horn bag, because mm-hmm. if you come off. You're, and your horse takes off, mm-hmm. there goes your phone, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're riding alone. Um, take your phone, take a camera so you can take pictures. I take a separate camera because my phone doesn't always take uh, real sharp pictures when I'm moving. Mm-hmm. So I take a separate camera, a map, water, and bug spray. Oh, Especially yeah, important. now that the sun's going to come out for a while and it's going to warm up, we definitely mm-hmm. need that at Oak mm-hmm. Openings. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: So, are there also two? I know um, special spots you like to stop at now that they have for the horse riders to to take. A he- stop or whatever and even you know, maybe picnic there or whatever, you could take some food along or stop. Is that you know, are there several places or I know that they have a also two a cabin I believe that they built or a place to be able to spend the night, I think now for horse people. Hopefully so in the future that the future. Will have okay that was okay.
2: talked about before okay. I retired. Okay. Um there are three rest stops along the horse trail. One is at Evergreen Lake. There's a vault toilet there. The hitching posts will be replaced soon. We're rebuilding those, and we'll install those soon and a picnic table. there's also one at we call it the Springbrook Boy Scout camp picnic table water yeah, and a mounting and there's mounting blocks at all these uh rust areas too <laughs> There's a third rest area, the newest one is up on the north loop by Girdham Road and Debbie that's where we had a picnic. Oh, uh, a few years did. ago in October. Or no, that was July. Oh, hot July. That's so nice. Um, yeah. And then Oak Openings does have two primitive campsites for equestrians that allow two horses per site. Um, it is primitive. So if you have a tent, it's, it's good for the people that don't have living quarters on their mm-hmm. trailer. Yeah. Um, there's a vault toilet there and water. And there's corrals for the horses so you don't have to tie so them up. Nice. And they can move freely after you've had a long ride.
1: So is that just during the, like, by dusk you have to leave the park, correct?
2: If you're doing a day ride, yes. Okay. Um, If you're going to spend the
1: night, of course, you know, you are supposed to be off the trail at dark. But you, so you get in touch with the rangers to tell them that you'll be there? Well, that. Campsites? Like the two primitive campsites or those? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a good idea to let the ranger know that you're there. Um, They do get printouts. To let them know who's gonna be where, because we also have a campground at White Oak, not an equestrian campground, but it helps the rangers Boom. keep track of
1: people too. So you have to request that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it's a sign okay. up for it. So we were talking about trails, and you talked about pedestrian trails. And we also have an amazing bike trail now, yes. um, with yes. lots of different. There's the the this what is it the teeter tatter kind of a thing, the, yep, and bridges yeah. and all sorts of things. When you're riding your horse, and we're riding through with the bikes, <laughs> what who who has the right of way? What's the what's the <laughs> protocol for right people well, who are riding bikes and people who are riding horses?
2: Um, that's a great question. In oak, in oak openings on the horse trail, you're going to encounter mountain bikers two times. Um, up by Springbrook Boy Scout Camp, actually, if you're heading yep. toward the camp or away from it, there's two mountain bike crossings um, on that section. It asks the horse riders to yield the right of way, and there's a nice sight line. So um, I think as long as everybody's going slow enough, it'll be you know you won't have any issues. There's another section of trail where Bikes share the trail with horses, and that's on the Wabash Cannonball Trail between 64 and Girdham. Horses have the right-of-way there. Um, we ask cyclists to stop and slow down and wait for horses. Um, today when I was riding, I had a cyclist coming head-on at me, and that's actually more safe than when mm-hmm. you have them coming up from behind. Right. And the, um, the gentleman was so kind. He said, oh. I know I'm supposed to stop. I said, oh, you don't have to stop. You can just, Aww. you know, just slow down. It was yeah. a great encounter. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the tough ones are the the cyclists that aren't aware of the etiquette. And mm-hmm. that can be problematic for a horse that might be a little more skittish because bikes are so quiet. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of any yeah. incidents lately, but... I always try to talk to people. I it, I think sometimes hikers or bikers might think I'm a little odd. Like, why is she always saying hi? <laughs> what? <laughs> she doesn't stop saying hi because I'm trying to encourage them to say hi back so my horse hears the voice yeah. and recognizes okay, that's right. a human on the bike uh-huh. or a human with that big backpack on. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Th- sometimes they'll just wave
3: so I say say hello and they just give me
2: a funny look um, but tax, Mr. Personality today there was a hiker on the mountain bike trail as we were crossing and I said hello and the man said hello and text like picked up his pace, like he wanted this guy to pet him. Aww. So <laughs> I said, "Hey, do you mind giving him <laughs> <a> <laughs> mind <petting> my horse? <laughs> do you mind a little to my horse?" He came all the way up here to greet you, <laughs> I, but I will it's warn like you. A dog. Yeah, I will warn you. Your hand will get a little dirty. <laughs> I apologize, but he was really good about it. So That's we have. Sweet. I try to make every encounter with non equestrian you know, lighthearted and fun. So they
0: look forward to seeing horse riders.
3: Yeah. That's nice though.
0: So have you ridden at other parks, um, around the area and do you notice any like differences between Oak Openings and those parks? Yes. There,
2: first I will say there's a huge difference between Oak Openings and every other park I've ridden at. I've ridden in Michigan, um, at Mayberry, uh, Metro Park. I've ridden up Almost to the UP. I haven't mm. I haven't crossed the bridge with the horse yet. In North Carolina, I've ridden and Yosemite. Oh, um, wow, that was a guided ride. I did not take my horse that far. And the best thing about Oak Openings is the terrain. It is flat. It is wide. It is safe, mm-hmm. and you can actually enjoy your ride. Um, I've also ridden at Pleasant Hill Lake down in Southern Ohio and Ohegan. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that the horses really enjoy the rides at Oak Openings because they don't have to concentrate on what's under their feet. Mm-hmm. They can actually look around. And it um, it's yep. all business in these other parks. Yeah. The sand and um, the sand <clears throat> tread at Oak Openings is fantastic for their, for horse feet. They don't need shoes. The only time I ever put shoes on my horse is if I know I'm going somewhere rocky. So mm-hmm. that's a money saver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've also ridden in Chagrin Falls area yeah. at South Chagrin Reservation, and that's that's really nice. That's got some mild hills, nothing super challenging, but they have a lot of water crossings. We don't have any water crossings mm-hmm. at oak openings just because the bank the ditch or river banks are too fragile. Mm-hmm. So we put bridges. And that can be a challenge for some horses who are used to doing uh, yeah. the bank crossings to go over a clunky bridge. Yeah. Clunky meaning their feet hitting it, hitting yeah. the decking.
3: You're like a long, short rider, <clears throat> or a short, long rider. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've done a lot of rides. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I'm trying to do more. I feel like
2: I'm, I I haven't accomplished what I'd like to, but Aww. I've got some time for that, I hope. Done
3: well. Aww. I think even with other riders on the trail, on certain trails, um, you need to know kind of what to do because sometimes you can have a horse that's fidgety or fussy with other horses and to know the etiquette, the proper etiquette. What would you say like when horses are passing, if they're um, dancy or your horse doesn't want to stand still or it's a tight path, you know, that can be, what's the best thing to do?
2: I would let the dancy horse go first because he's the one who, who's got some place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Tex acted a little bit antsy today when we stopped to talk to someone, so we just moved on. But the trails at oak openings are wide enough that when you're overtaking or even coming head-on passing, you've got plenty of room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by nature, horses are horses, and, mm-hmm. you know, they might not like another horse mm-hmm. that's passing them. Um, mm-hmm. So just keep them moving and mm-hmm. keep away from the
3: back legs, of mm-hmm. course. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to get kicked. Mm-hmm. And riders, too, are, I mean, staying on their horses, you can walk your horses, that's fine, too. But the other thing is, is that they need to leave everything the way that it is in the park as well, too, I understand. Not take things from the park, you know, or pick things or whatever the Leave no trace. Be. Yep. Yeah.
2: That's why I take, yeah, take, yeah. Your pic, take pictures with your camera. There and you go. I take pictures every single ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to enjoy mm-hmm. yeah. the memory of that. Yeah. It's so beautiful
0: there. Now, this yeah. week is like the biggest birding week in our area. Has yes. that have you noticed mm-hmm. a lot of people coming in and out of Oak Openings? Yeah, definitely. For that? Yep.
2: There were some actually when we got back from our ride, there were some birders parked at the Horse Rider Center, which is a fantastic place to view different birds. Mm-hmm. Even after the tornado damage came, uh, you know, the oh. tornado came through in mm-hmm. 2010. Um, I survived that tornado. I was working that night. Um, oh, but crazy. there's some really neat habitat now because of that. Um, so, really? Really? More so than before
3: then? Um, I think it just made it a little more diverse. Okay. So we have, just, I don't want to get too off subject, but the birds in the area, have you heard anybody saying that they've seen some pretty, um, you know, some some different migrating birds like that are, are a little um, hard to find or whatever? Have you heard the word or no? I haven't yet?
2: heard any word on that. Okay. I asked some park visitors yesterday and they had just gotten out on the trail, so they didn't okay. see anything. But yesterday I did see a scarlet tanager. On Ooh. Oak Openings Parkway, Ooh. which is very hard to miss, the oh, bright red,
3: wow. it's real pretty. stunning. That's neat. Kristen's seen a couple of Oreos already. Mm-hmm. I, I know, two. amazing, two, just amazing. Two this year. It's
1: the first time I've ever yeah. seen them. too oh, so pretty. And bluebirds. We have a little bluebird that sits out here on our shipping oh. deck and comes over to one of our mm-hmm. fence posts. There's a bald eagle that was flying around too. Yes, yeah. Yeah. the bald eagle. So much more
3: when you're up on your horse too. You know, just, yeah. yeah the bald eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I've had a, a barred owl, because I've listened to its call, and it's been in my yard a lot, and I've never heard it before, It's very, very, very cool. Have you located its it's nesting? No, but uh, actually, Mikey heard it the other day, too. We were out, and I'm like, you know, listen, and <laughs> you could hear it. I have a, I'll have to play the recording for you that I have yeah. of it. You'll be surprised, yeah. But <laughs> I'd love to locate the nest. I was, like, surprised, yeah, because you- I'd never heard that kind of an owl here before. A might find some
0: it, babies.
2: You know, owls.
3: but not oh, the, cool. yeah, yeah, very cool. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: So how can you get more involved with the park or um, help volunteer um, mm-hmm. specifically with, like, the horse trails as, like, equestrians? Well, we have a great volunteer department, and I
2: think on, a, on the website there is a link for volunteering. And um, no matter what park you wanted to volunteer at, I'm sure there's an opportunity if you wanted to do something specifically for the horse trail, you could get a hold of me um, at the Metro Parks um, email, and um,
3: I can hopefully try to come up with something right now. Nice. Or in the future. Nice. Mikey's on that list. You can call on him, too. He said he signed up for a list to volunteer, so, yeah, he wants to be a part of it. It's wonderful to be a part of the community and do mm-hmm. things like that. makes you feel so good, and then you get to learn more about your park and your surroundings. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll enter our next segment, Canter Banter.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Ram Horse Fencing and Stalls, the one-stop shop for your horse farm. Ram is family owned and operated and has been in business for over 30 years. We welcome you to call in and speak with an expert about your next project today at 866 653 8984. Again, that's 866 653 8984.
0: And we're back! On this segment of Canter Ranter, we're going to talk about a very special trail picnic.
3: So, I remember very vividly going with Laura riding through the park. And um, it was just a, a glorious day, just just passionate, passionate about riding anyway, and being able to go was just so much fun. And so um, Laura had said she would bring the picnic food, and um, we would bring some other things to kind of go along with it. So I'm thinking, well, this is great. This is, we're, we're on our horses, we're riding through the trail, we come to this picnic table, we tie our horses, we sit down, and lo and behold, she pulls out like a gourmet lunch <laughs> and I was like blown away and so Laura you don't make just you make special picnic food your food's good too <laughs> I think. so tell me about your picnic food or what you do when you when you go out that was amazing well, before I present the picnic food, I think I put a tablecloth <laughs> on the table. It was so, it was so fancy. I felt like it was a <laughs> restaurant with our horses behind us playing so, with each other. So I think on <laughs> I that... I think my mouth went... <laughs> and it so was cloth. I It was I so, cute. A claw, <laughs> table. So, so cute. It um, tablecloth. It was
2: fun. I guess I don't... You can keep... It was fun. You can keep gourmet simple. I think that day I made a fruit salad. And I also made... Um, we call it um Special mama's food. dip uh, because my friend's mother uh made this dip for her and she shared the recipe with me it was olive oil it was uh roma tomato sliced really thin red onions and um basil and olive oil um and i add a little bit of salt and then you take i i i'm sure you're supposed to use italian bread but i use the French loaf, a small French loaf, and you cut that up and then you dip that
3: in fancy. the olive
2: oil and you put the um, basil and onion and tomato on
3: it and it's divine. It was very pretty. It um, was just like better than a restaurant. It was so much fun.
2: But you can pack a lot of really <clears throat> cool things. It doesn't just have to be, you know, beef jerky and protein bars. Um, yeah. You just have to use the right container so you don't end up with it on the inside of your saddlebags. bags. And the bouncing around from the horse can actually mix some things up, too. It's true. <laughs> That's a
3: good idea. <laughs> I didn't know whether I was, like, at a special restaurant or, like, with Mary Poppins because she was pulling things out. <laughs> and it was just like, Oh, each time was more wonderful when she got something else out. And it was just so much fun.
1: It was so a big surprise. So you saddlebags to carry your food in.
2: I did. Well, actually, that day, I think I just had, like, this cloth purse that we just tied onto to the... I, yeah. <laughs> it was just a big purse because I think the saddlebags weren't wide enough, so okay. I kind of put everything in that bag.
3: What uh, do you like to carry your food in the most? What is the one thing you found that works the best for?
2: The plastic containers, just because they're light. At mm-hmm. home, I try to use glass, you know, since, since it's more... Um, environmentally sound Um, but on the trail
3: I do like plastic I don't want glass breaking all over something a certain kind of a a saddle carrier or anything like that or Uh, does it matter uh, like we you said you had a cloth bag that day I
2: had a cloth it was like a purse my sister gave to me but I have leather saddle bags I have nylon saddle bags Um, I don't when I'm just on a trail ride if I know I'm not gonna stop um, for lunch or something I don't carry saddle bags -hmm. I'm pretty simple, but on that special day,
3: it was very special. (laughs) It was very
2: special. (laughs) special.
3: I had that That bag loaded. It was just a beautiful day. It was. It, it felt like a Martha Stewart day. It really did. It was special. It was very, very neat. You made it special. It was fun. And you can't see me,
2: I don't think, but I'm smiling. I have a huge smile on my face.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Laura, for taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast and encourage you to share with all your equestrian family and friends. You can tune into the Late Night Riders podcast show every Friday night. Each episode will be uploaded exclusively on YouTube, where you can subscribe to our channel to stay up to date with all of our latest shows. Do you have a topic you'd like to discuss? We want to hear from you. You may email us at podcast at com, or feel free to leave a comment below. Thank you again for listening. Thanks, Laura, for coming. Thank you. This was fun.
2: Thank you, Thank everybody. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs>